Fuel goes live in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to this special edition of In the Hunt Live. All right. Had a little technical snap through there. Yeah, uh, with Zoom. <laughs> Mark's uh, computer died literally five minutes before we were about to go on. So yeah, like four and a half minutes. He is on his uh, son's uh, Nintendo Switch right now. <laughs> So went to, out. the green screen went out, the background went right. out. So welcome to In the Hunt Live. Uh, this is Brian Bailey here in Charlottesville, Virginia, coming to you about 10 minutes late. We just wanted to be fashionable on our first day in the in the uh, live arena. So, uh, Mark, uh, how are you doing? What's going on? I- I'm doing fine. This actually reminds me of uh, of doing Aimpoint on TV, where d- going live is so much more stressful than recorded, because the minute you go live, stuff just immediately breaks. Like every time, like something breaks. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny. I text Mark about five fifty. I'm like, when are we getting on? He goes, right now. And then I'm sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting and nothing. And I, and I text him. And I, then I'm like, God, did he have a heart attack? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Is> he <dead>? You <laughs> forgot. He got got dementia. Forgot already. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So uh, in three minutes. So uh, kind of with this, we wanted to just kind of test to make sure all this works. So kind of neat kind of a concept for anybody listening right now. We do have our email account in the upper right corner. It says fuel email or email us. You can actually email us in real time right now and we'll try to answer, um, assuming that we're actually streaming live. So feel free to shoot some email <laughs> questions in there. But what we really wanted to do was talk about the beginning, talk about fuel, what it was, uh, kind of how we created and why. And then we're gonna do a couple cool graphs uh, visual wise and take a couple questions. Um, it's kind of the format of this. So, uh, Mark, do you want to jump in here on the creation of fuel? Yeah, fuel we've been talking about for for some time now because we always felt like there was a lack of real good video libraries or um, reference areas where you go and, and get, you know, some deeper stuff on golf other than just swing videos. You know, you get tips and swing videos, but that's kind of it. And we have, you know, over the course of the last 15 years or so, we've got so much knowledge and all of different areas of golf that we either accumulated or done research on or filmed and just kind of stuck in a corner somewhere. And I think we really decided let's get it out there and also continue to do ongoing um, presentations and videos because that's kind of what we've done forever. We just never really put it on a, in a platform where, where people have access to it. So finally, we're, we, we got that. We're really excited about it. Um, launched yesterday, today. I guess today-ish. Kind of, it's kind of today. So it's kind of cool. You know, there's there's a couple hundred videos out there already. Um, and we'll keep adding to those on a weekly basis. No, I think, it. I think yeah, you know, kind of when we, we talked about this, I'll, I'll never forget the first conversation I had with you about this was I just quit coaching uh, collegially. I was actually walking with my daughter and uh, we were talking about Aimpoint University, creating something like this for Aimpoint. Yeah. And uh, we're like, oh, we just need a, a, a good space where smart people can come together kind of fuel curiosity and, and, and really start moving. That's been about six years ago. And then we've slowly, <laughs> we're getting old. Is it that long, really? It has been that long. Terrifying. So we've been slowly kind of working this way. And then it really ramped up speed here in the last three or four months. So uh, we're excited to bring it to you. And, and to give you some concepts inside of fuel for those that are just coming in, um, it is a monthly service um, outside of GameForge. Now, if you are a GameForge member, you will get GameForge content inside the system. So uh, we were at a crossroads inside of GameForge. Do we want to build some video players inside the system? But we decided to take it out. Um, so you can log in for free uh, using your GameForge account. 
and you will get free access. Uh, we have the Forging Players series. I guess we can go and talk about that right now. Um, yeah, sure. We have the, the Forging Players series is a kind of a concept, another concept that it kind of came together. Um, I can remember when we first talked about that one too, but uh, it's a concept of basically seven main steps or kind of pro progressions that'll get you to, you know, tour level if that's your goal. But if your goal is to be shooting 80, uh, we'll show you the steps and what's important there. So I think the Forging Player Series is really exciting because it shows you what what your your standards and your expectations are as you're moving, what's important to be able to kind of focus in on on how to kind of reach your next level and not get lost in all the craziness and all the data and all just golf nonsense that it kind of kind of slows you down on on reaching your goal. So what do you think of the Forging Player Series? Well, I think it's probably one of the most comprehensive um uh, analysis I've ever seen of the whole golf game of somebody who's just starting kind of on day one, uh, breaking 90, breaking 80, breaking 70. Um, you know, I've never really seen something that really ties it all together that says, here's, here's how all the metrics change. Here's the metrics that are important at different stages. Here's the metrics that kick in at later stages. Um, what are the benchmarks you have to hit? You know, if your goal is to play at a certain level, and you're at a different level now, it really kind of walks you through each piece that needs to move to get there. And, and that's something that I, as a golfer, I've been, you know, golfing for 30, 40 years and I've, I've never seen it before. Yeah. Typically, what do you see? You see in magazines and, and tips saying, no, to break 90, you've got to be able to do X. Well, maybe. And hit it longer. You know, so, <laughs> or you got to do Y, you know, but maybe. Uh, but I think the fascinating part is now we can actually, you know, mark, it, mark exact performance pieces that you have to kind of reach. And again, if, if you can reach these points at this point, at, at this level, then your score is going to change and that's going to kind of advance you to the next. So again, I've never seen anything near uh, what we're trying to do with the forging player series. And, and, you know, it's really exciting for me at my son, he's 13. He just started really playing right when, when the vid hit. Uh, so the last year we've been hitting <laughs> lots and lots of golf balls in our yard, you know, 40, 50, 60 yard shots. And but again, it, it's at the same kind of piece. We're saying, hey, you know, you're you're shooting in the hundreds. We know you get you in the 90s, kind of that learning player. What's that step look like? So it, it's been really fun because it's really, you know, you got to get to the green is the most important thing. So we're really getting him to learn a, a good functional swing and he can start getting the ball to the green. And then I'm a putting coach and I want to teach him putting and that's important. But the numbers just show that putting just at this level, you're going to kind of two putt ish everything. You're yeah. going to put it one or two. You're going to one putt one or two. Um, so to me, we're not really focusing that hard in putting other than, you know, again, understand that there's a, a technique ish. You know, you got to be able to have some ability to move a putter. But we've just really been working on swing. And now he's actually moved in the emerging player and he's he's starting to knock the door on, uh, on the developing player. We went and played last weekend and he's, he's almost hitting it, his wedges as far as me. And it's kind of not good. Cause he's, 13. That's, that's a pretty quick development there. Yeah. We've, we've been working. I got to thank Gareth McShay for that. He's, he's helped me a lot in uh, Ireland and he's a contributor inside of fuel. Uh, he's really helped me with my son. Uh, this has been the greatest challenge in golf for me. I'm, I'm used to working with high-end players and putting in short game. When you tell them to do something, they do it immediately. Uh, with my son, I tell him to do something, and it's he's like, yeah, do I even have that part of my body? Like, <laughs> so the, the, the learning curve for me has been absolutely – I've learned more from him than he has learned from me by far. And, uh, and he's actually helped my golf game greatly as well. I, I went and played the other weekend, and I shot lights out, and I haven't shot under par in forever. 
and it felt really good. Nice, nice. So the control, so Garrison contributor, what do you, what tell us about the contributor series on, uh, on live? Yeah. So, uh, with live, we're going to have some presenters coming up over the next couple of days and basically just sharing their passion. Um, we want again, heady, really good discussions about things that, that, that basically the coach finds passion has passion about. Um, so, you know, we don't really require it needs, this needs to be said that need to be said. Only thing we require is you keep it within a certain time frame. Uh, yeah, but don't really talk too long. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We really want them to have brevity. Hey, that excludes a couple of people real fast. <laughs> yeah, a couple of people had to back out for that when they said, you're only going to give me 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm not even through my first slide at 20. Right. Uh, but again, we want to bring these, we want to bring people from around the world. Some you might have heard of, some you might not, but these are people that are inside of GameForge. They're doing really neat, innovative stuff, and we want to be able to highlight them as well as other coaches and friends that we know. Um, but again, this is kind of the live is going to give them the ability to reach out to members of GameForge and Fuel and, and share their message and build their brand and hopefully should help all you listening to it become better coaches, players. And we're, you know, we're going to find leader series. So uh, we're going to have people just maybe to make you a little better person. Yeah, there, there. You know, one thing we've learned over time is there's a lot of really great coaches out there with great information and great experience that you've never heard of. You know, and they, and they, and they, and, they, and they, a lot of times they don't have a platform to actually um, distribute what they what they know, and that's that's what I'm excited about. One of the biggest things. No, I'm I'm excited. I know over the next you know three or four days we have ten or eleven presenters uh, for everything from fitness to putting to the way the brain works. Uh, the way to, you know, so it's going to be a really a, a, wide, a wide net of, uh, of actual information out there. And then they're going to have some schlubs like me and you just talking about who knows what, whatever, we'll whatever, whatever comes to mind. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, whatever slide I have in front of me. Yeah. And just so y'all know this, you know, when we, when we put out the, uh, the request for presenters, the, the question was present anything you want. Yeah. Like period, like anything you want at all, anything that's interesting to you that you want to present on that, that was literally our guideline. And keep it below 20, 25 minutes. Um, so purposely, we're not trying to steer the discussion in any particular area of golf here. We're trying to get a, a wide variety of, of information and from different people. No, I, I think that's, I think that's exactly it. I'm more excited about the fuel law. I like all the video content and all the, the free channels and all this stuff that we have inside of fuel is cool. But I, me as a coach and just being curious about just becoming a better coach, I'm, I'm probably most excited about the presentations. By far. Yeah, definitely. Same. And the, and the beauty of the presentations, if you are unable to watch it, they will be available uh, as a subscriber. You have your tokens. You can actually go back and purchase any of the uh, presentations that you like. Yes, they're they're free when they're on live. And then at some point, they'll just go into a library and we'll have many, many, many of them at some point. I think we're going to have a whole many, many, many of them. <laughs> a whole many, many. I'm excited for. Uh, well, I'm a nerd. I'm, a, I'm an audiobook podcast nerd. So that's this is right up my alley. Uh, and then also inside the system, we have a couple of cool channels. So uh, if you're a GameForge member, we have the Forging Player Series that you can access and have, have the rights to go watch. Uh, you know, if you're just a casual member or someone that comes in, you can purchase things outright. And then we have the Fuel membership that gives you the live free, but it also is going to give you access to a couple different channels. Uh, Mark, you want to talk on this? Yeah, so we've got we've got a couple channels um, uh, under originals uh, with some cool uh, playlists. One one that we came up with called "What They Don't Tell You," and it's kind of three to five minute videos on stuff in golf that 
they don't tell you, you know, you're not going to read about it in the quick tip magazines or see it on golf channel. Um, and so we're going to take a little top, we're going to take topics and go deep on it in three to five minutes, just so that you can understand what the real story is versus kind of what you hear out there. There's a lot of, a lot of bad information, a lot of nonsense we hear out there all the time uh, through golf media. And we're going to kind of set the record straight on a lot of that. Uh, and then we have another one called quick bites, which is like little one or two minute um, videos on just golf information. It, it could be setup, It could be grain. It could be wind. It could be chipping. It could be kind of anything, um, but those are available free to anybody who is a um, game force and a uh, fuel subscriber. Um, and there's lots and lots of those. And, and we'll be adding to those on a weekly basis. Um, so that's so a lot of really good, short kind of cool content that you'll have access to um, immediately as a uh, fuel, fuel subscriber. Yeah, no. And I, I think the quick bites are probably my most fun when I actually go through and listen to some of those that we've already done. And because, again, it's, it's really stream of consciousness. So, you know, it's it's me having a phone call with a college coach. And then from that that phone call, I'm like, man, that's such a great point. And then I just put it right to videotape. And then uh, like Gareth did one the other day where he was talking about learning and he's walking his dog, like it hit him there and he just recorded on the spot. So, so I think the, the exciting part about quick bites is you don't know where it's going. You don't yeah. technically, you might not even know what it is when you first enter it, but I think, you know, they're in, they're in small digestible chunks, you know, less than two minutes. And I think a, a couple of them have made me really, I've had to really sit down and think on and, 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 you know, it's, it's challenged maybe some of my beliefs. And then, so it's pretty amazing what a two minute video can really do. Yeah, definitely. And they keep it to two minutes and have good information in two minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I think boil it down to the brass tacks. Yeah. Make it simple, man. Keep it simple, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> um, so like I said, that's kind of where we, we see fuel right now. And I think the really cool part is we're trying to expand inside of the coaches world, get more contributors inside of fuel, just so you don't have to hear Mark and I all the time. I'm sure you all love it and you're listening to us for a reason because we're super good looking and we got great voices or you just got nothing else to do, but it, what, either way, we, we love you being here, but, but we're definitely reaching out and, you know, uh, Gareth and uh, Jamie Donaldson kind of out the gate gave us some, some good, uh, some good videos and some feedback. And then, like I said, we've got a bunch of coaches coming over the next couple of days presenting. So be looking inside of quick bites, what they don't tell you. Hopefully we'll start adding a little bit more, uh, flavor and a couple of different choices to, to listen to. Right. Right. Can't wait. We get started tomorrow. That's right. 12 o'clock so, tomorrow. Uh, First off, noon Eastern with Jamie Donaldson out of the UK. Uh, I can't believe Jamie pulled the first card. That's, that's just. Yeah, I know. I, I, I second guessed that actually after I yeah, saw that. We should have totally Funny. just trumped that. And, <laughs> uh, no, I, I think, uh, I think it's exciting. And, uh, and then we got uh, Dunnigan tomorrow, I think, at 2. We fit him in because we had trouble putting him in our schedule. And then we had Joe Hallett at 3 and Drew Scott at 6. And he's oh, we got 4 tomorrow. Three. We got 4 tomorrow. And then four. at 4-3 – actually, it's four three two one. Didn't plan on that, but that's how it worked out. Oh, wow. 4-3-2-1. <laughs> so Sunday, it's Mark by himself um, bringing, the, bringing it all home. But – um, so, well, I think one of the cool parts is Mark and I, every time we've done podcasts in the past, it's just me and him talking, or we have friends in, or, you know, a guest or two, but you never get to see our screens. Uh, and the, so the beauty of Fuel Live and now with the video platforms, we could actually start sharing. So when Mark and I were like, what are we going to talk about? We always said, well, number one, Fuel. That's, you know, that was a no brainer. And then yeah. number two, we're like, what are we going to talk about next? And I had a couple cool phone calls and conversations this week that got me all fired up, but 
that's another episode that will take <laughs> way too long. So that'll be our next episode. So what we, we decided on is, hey, what are one or two really cool graphs that we've created? And we probably talked about, you know, maybe in passing or whatever. And uh, we kind of put our brains around it today. And, you know, we're old, so we forget a lot of the stuff that we've already done. But these are the two that have really jumped out that we're like, man, these two really stopped us in our tracks. So uh, go ahead, Mark. Which one do you want to share first? Uh, well, which I, which was the second one? I'm I'm going to show the I'm going to show the um, LPJ and PJ Tour score totally versus <laughs> versus money. Was there a different? What was Par the other one? Scoring. Par five was that? scoring. Par five scoring. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll have to go find that while you're talking. <laughs> Here, I'll share. I am going to share right now the first one. So for y'all who are seeing this, and this is something I posted uh, a little while ago on Instagram, but. It, it is a graph. This particular one is a graph that shows the average score, uh, average score for the year on the LPGA versus their money rank and what that looks like. And this is a five-year average. So um, it wasn't just last year, obviously, because there was a bad year last year, but it was a five-year average. And the way you use this is, you know, we get a lot of players, whether they're junior or college players. And, you know, I always ask them, do you want to play pro golf? And most of the time they say yes, not always, but most of the time they say yes. And so this is a pretty good, pretty good indicator um, of, if you want to keep your card, if you want to be top 80, top 40, top 10, you know, what do you really have to be shooting? Um, and it's a pretty clean relationship, but it shows you if you want to be a top 10 player on the LPGA, you have to be shooting 70 and a half or better average for the year. So one and a half shots below par on average for the whole year on LPGA courses, 6,500 yards or so. Um that's what it takes. You know, if you shoot even par, you're going to be kind of between 80 and 100 on the money list. And if you shoot, you know, 73, you're going to be up kind of 120 to 140 or even worse. So you really need to be kind of even par-ish, um, can maybe get away with 72 and a half, but really need to be even par or better uh, to stay in the LPGA. Um, but then the way you use that is you say, okay, well, here's where I want to be. Here's where I am now. What what I need to take two shots off my score to get to the top fifty, um, and then game four is more about okay, where do I get those two shots? How does that happen? So it's really start with the end in mind and work your way back. No, I, I think it's brilliant, and, and like you said, it you know if I'm a player and I'm my goal is to shoot, you know I want to be a top ten in the world and I'm averaging seventy two, you know we got to find one and a half. Where's that coming from? You know we got to go look at offense. What do your birdies look like? Where are they coming from? Where can we get more? Uh, what does your defense look like? What are your greens and regulation? How are you actually scrambling? You know, what, what is that? What are those pieces? You know, noise inside what we call noise inside the system, doubles, penalties, craziness that are, you know, that are taking us outside of normal scoring. Hey, that, that'd be a great episode for a presentation coming up. Anyways, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so these concepts of like starting to understand what these pieces are and really be able to define, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people just don't know. And they, well, I'm, this gain, I'm this in putts gain, I'm this in strokes gain. And then, you know, my number one question is, well, what do you need to improve on then inside of that? And they just kind of look at you. You know, I think GameForge does a really good job of saying, hey, here's strengths, here's weaknesses, here's expectations. You know, if you want to shoot this number, here's, you know, here's where you're losing to the field. Now, there's a couple of ways you might be able to circumvent this. You might become really great at this and really great at this. Uh, but really, you know, you have an anchor here that's keeping you from your, your goal. So uh, I love these charts. And again, these are great eye openers. Uh, everyone always thinks these, you know, everyone's shooting 63, 64. But again, you know, you average 70 every time out. 
you know, you're a top 10 player in the world. Uh, most people don't think that. Yeah. And uh, we're going to switch that chart now to a similar, but scoring average versus money on the LPGA. Cause the rank is one thing, but the money is actually a cleaner line than the, the rank. You know, there's some outliers on the ranking. Cause you always get somebody who kind of doesn't do anything all year. And then they jump up and win out of nowhere. Uh, people we call Jack in the box, right. Happens on the PGA tour happens, you know, quite a few places where they just, they have one really, really good tournament. And so they, they they kind of have a, a good money rank, even though their scoring average wasn't great. But when you actually go, when you actually go look at the money earned, it's actually a very clean relationship. And as we know, very exponential, the lower you go. So, you know, if you want to make a million dollars on the LPGA, you need to be shooting back to our 75 and a half. Basically, that's our kind of our top 10, you know, but if you get down to another shot lower, there's only one player who averaged 69 and a half and they made $2.65 million. Um, You're still on the. Did you switch graphs? There you go. There we go. That that makes a little more sense. Yeah, it makes more sense watching it. So, yeah, so it's a very (laughs) exponential um, shape, but but pretty clean relationship again, you know, depending on how much money you think you're going to make. And we've done this the other way. We've taken a player who's averaging 73 and say, okay, well, you can expect to make about $50,000. Yep. But, but less than a hundred, yeah. right. Or somebody averaging 72, well, you're going to make between a hundred and 400, you know, two, two fifty, two fifty ish to three. Yeah. About two fifty if you're averaging 72, which isn't horrible, you know, but suddenly you drop another shot off of that and you're going up to 700, you drop another shot off of that and you're going up to 2 million. So it is very exponential, but it's a good way to kind of work your way back into, well, what, what do I need to do a, to stay on there or make a certain amount of money? Yeah, no. And I think again, this is, this goes to show you how important, you know, your team and what your expectations are and, and what your goals are. So yeah, I'm amazed by a lot of players come in and they don't have a good concept of any of this. They're like, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on the LPG. I want to, you know, whatever. And I, you know, you're like, well, what do you want to be? You know, what, what's your goal? Where do you want to go? You know, if you're happy of being 120, well, you can go be 120 and not make a whole lot of money or, you know, so I think it's just fascinating of like, what, what does that one shot give for you? You know, you're averaging a couple hundred thousand dollars for every shot you improve. What's that coach worth to you? What's that physio worth to you? What's that sports psychologist? Putting coach. That, yeah. Putting coach, <laughs> short game coaches even under putting coaches. Um, so well, what is that worth to you again? And, and I, I think that's a concept that if the players think of this like a business and which it is, you know, my goal is to be X ranked and this, it will carry this bit of money. Maybe I got to carry a little debt, you know, in a startup, maybe I got to carry a little debt, go find the right coach and move the right way. And then, you know, in the long term, it pays itself off. I think a lot of times uh, golf is not, cheap uh professionally is definitely not cheap but that that concept of investing in yourself and making sure you're getting the pieces that are going to get you to where you go i think a lot of people and you see it definitely on the mini tours and even on some of the you know the newer lpga players you know they're making a lot of decisions about not getting better more about what the, the checkbook says i can do this week and and that's why you know we ran the we'll have to show that graph one time too the the Markov model of the LPJ and how you move or how basically nobody moves. Once you're in right. the top 10, you're kind of stay in the top 10. If you're outside of the top 80, it's a very small percentage. It's that hard can- to break into it. Yeah. Yeah. Where the men, there was a little more, more, there's a lot more mobility left and right, you know, getting in and out of zones. 
but on the women's side, there's not a whole lot of movement, which is fascinating in itself. Yeah, one of the greatest jobs is being a top 10 LPGA player. Yeah, they tend to stay there. You'll be there for a very long time. Yeah, they tend to just hang out there for a while, which is great. Making a whole lot of bang. Great for them. Yeah, go ahead. All right, I'm going to switch to the picture now. Here's our PGA Tour versus LPGA. And I know not a lot of LPGA players are real happy to see this picture um, because it really shows the money difference between the two. Um, and you can see that, you know, the, the, the LPGA kind of caps out at about two and a half million, whereas the PGA Tour goes down up to about nine million um, for people. But they're also shooting lower scores. So the LPGA, the lowest average is about 69 and a half. And the PGA Tour lowest average got down about 68 and a half. And there's only one person out there. I have to go have a look. And again, that's a five-year average. Um, but typically, even around the 69 to 69 and a half, you've got a lot of tour players up above the 7 million mark. Uh, whereas you only had, you know, the maximum for the LPGA is about two to two and a half million. So a good, you know, three to four hundred percent difference there. Um, and the and the PGA Tour is a little more scattered. In other words, the, the chart's not quite as clean with the dots on the line. You know, it's a little more variance there than you get on the LPGA. And again, because the money is so heavy at the top, if you win, um, you know, every year a couple guys win who are kind of do nothing all year, then they win, then they do nothing all year again, and they kind of skew the results because they get their million bucks in one tournament. Yeah. You win the right one on the men's side and it's uh it's generational. Yeah. You jump up. I know there's one year where uh, somebody won the players and it was just like, it just like totally blew up the graph because their overall yearly average wasn't great, but they won the players. Yeah. You know, so it was a big outlier. No, I agree. And I, you know, but again, I, I guess the women wouldn't be very happy with this graph, but if I was making two and a half million dollars playing golf every year, I think I'd be okay. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 not horrible. <laughs> Worse jobs. <laughs> it's not horrible, but it's but um, it it definitely is enough of a relationship to give you a good idea. Whichever tour you're on, um, where you know college you know college players come out shooting seventy top college players come out shooting kind of seventy two to seventy three, um, and that's kind of at the bottom of the ranks, barely keeping their cards on tour. Yeah. And that, that's why it's really hard for – you don't see big splashes very often where the, you know, the, the big hot college prospect comes out and just you – know, you, you have the Brysons and you have the Tigers and you have those you – know, even uh, Collins done pretty well here lately. But you have some of the big names that, that transition pretty quick. But, but a lot of times it's a, it's a, lo- it's a big grind and, and kind of just figuring your way out around, that, around the pro tours and – you don't see, I think, yeah, you just don't see it very often. And I did a graph for one of our videos in recruiting where it showed the actual progress from the mid nineties to today where the, where Tiger Woods in 96 was averaging right around 70 ish collegiately. And uh, Colin is down to like 68 and some change. So, you know, in 20, in, you know, like 30 years, they've shaved almost two shots off. Well, the women were at like 73 and they're down to 69 uh, last year. So they've, their, their inflection was much steeper and a lot more improvement. So I think the exciting part on the women's side is they are, they're just getting so much better faster the, the men, you know, the men have, I've, I've squeezed it pretty tight. There's not going to be, I don't see, I don't see 67 and 66 being averages. So the men are going to start slowing down, but that the, the female inflection on that is, is spectacular. 
And yeah, uh, when we look at AJGA um, scoring, every graduating class gets better than the previous graduating class. <clears throat> you're seeing the scores go down, down, down. So that's something as a recruit, when you think about it, if you're four, four years out from college right now, don't look at these numbers and say, I'll be satisfied averaging this. It's going to be a little bit better. It's going to be a little better, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's not going to be two or three shots, but it's going to be a little bit better. So, again, it's that, that progression is, uh, you know, I'll, I'll never forget in recruiting how many times I sat and looked across the table at a parent and a, and a child, and they would say, you know, you know, they're working hard. They're really progressing. We really project this. And I'm, I'm like, well, I have seven girls on the team right now, and they're all working their tails off too, and they're not sitting still. You know, you're, you're saying, you know, you're behind them right now. You think I can catch them in two years? Well, they're not sitting still. They're getting better, too. So that, that concept of don't be satisfied with that point, you just got to keep moving it. Uh, yeah, it, it's always fun to think about it because, again, the beauty of golf is everyone's getting better every day. You know, the scores just you watch it every weekend. It just it's amazing how low they're going. So, again, where do you want to be? What are your money? What are your goals? I think GameForge is a huge tool that can help you find that. Right, so you got to back your way into it. And the thing is, we we know what those what those numbers are. You know, we know what numbers you have to hit. Um, so I think gone are the days where you sit around going, "Well, I just got to hit it closer and putt better." Well, it's, we got to be, be a little more specific than that. <laughs> yeah, we I need to break it down, it. break the whole game down. <laughs> I just didn't make anything today. <laughs> I, I get those coaches – I get that coach calling in. Everyone's walking, oh, they did it. And I'm, like, going through, and I'm like, well, they didn't hit very good. <laughs> they didn't hit very good today, which is fine. It's part of part of golf. But, you know, um, I would say, God, we're already up to our – we started 10 minutes late. We're already at our 30-minute limit here. Um, yeah, I was going to say, uh, you want to just preview some of the lineups coming up, or are we done that already? So, Jamie yeah, Donaldson's coming on. He's yeah, coming on tomorrow. And then we're going to have to close down here because we're at a 30 minute here. Yeah. So Jamie's going to come on tomorrow and talk about seeing the curves, curve visuals while putting. Um, and then again, right, John uh, Dunnigan's after that. Then how? Actually, I don't even know what they're presenting on. They've got cool titles, but. Uh, let's see. Dunnigan's talking about external cues. Oh. So not okay. thinking internally on how to make improvements in your golf swing, more external cues. Um, and that's a lot of stuff I do with Gareth McShay. It's been phenomenal for teaching my son um, the swing. It's, it's actually helped a lot better than saying, can you feel this or, you know, get your hands here. That's been neat. Uh, Hallett's talking about putting. Um, something that he said is so stupid. It's in front of your face and you don't even know how to use it. And it guarantees you to be under par tomorrow if you listen <laughs> to his podcast. And if not, you can go find him. He's in Tennessee. We'll right. send you his address. Yeah, <laughs> the Legends Club. <laughs> Any more than you. <laughs> I have his, uh, his work times, and I, I can tell you when he'll be there. No. <laughs> and like I said, I think it's Drew is the last presentation. You're doing recruiting, right. And he's talking about college recruiting. I know collegiately they're getting ready to lift May 31st. They're lifting the um, moratorium or the, the dead period because of COVID. Yeah. So coaches will be out recruiting and calling and doing their thing. Um, so yeah, this is going to be a wild opening salvo for the recruiting season. Cause it's been quiet now for over a year. Yeah. Uh, so, Open so the floodgates. Get your phone ready. It's going to be buzzing a lot. <laughs> All right. Anything cool. you want to close it out with? We no, we I'm, I'm excited for the next three or four days of presentations, frankly. And, uh, they're, yeah, good, the, they're, not, they're not too long. It's not like you got to sit there for two hours and listen. And, uh, 
and they'll be up for a little bit. Then they'll go in the library. So you can always come back later and catch them. And I think the other part is that don't forget in the inside of the fuel, uh, we have the email. Uh, we'll be so how we're going to kind of moderate when the uh, presentations are going. Mark and I will be moderating, or one of us. Uh, you can send emails to the fuel at mygameforge.com. And if you have a question about the presentation or for us, um, you send it there and we'll do our best to answer them. So that'll be our way to be interactive in the beginning. And then we'll see it. We'll see where, where fuel grows from. Yeah. Perfect. Can't wait. I appreciate it. Thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, we'll post this. Heck we'll go and post this in fuel and we'll go and make it free for everybody. Cause we talked about fuel. So that'll be a good learning curve for everybody, but check out all of our past in the hunts. They're all sitting in there. And uh, we thank you for your time. This has been a Fuel production.